0: Following is a conversation with Jochen Hemleb, Everest historian, author of books on mountaineering history. He is a lecturer, a filmmaker, and a world expert on the mystery of Mallory and Irvin. Thanks for visiting. This is Tom Pollard. I always appreciate so much to the bottom of my heart that you would take time out of your day to visit me here on the Happiness Quotient. Today I'm going to share with you an episode that is currently on my YouTube page for The Happiness Quotient. It's an interview with Yaakin. I asked Yaakin if he would comment on my recent interview with Mark Sinnet about his article in Salon.com about the Chinese possibly having found the body of Sandy Irvin, High Upon Everest, dating back to 1960 or 1975. Jochen, being a student of all things Everest, and especially the Mallory and Irvin mystery, was the first person I thought of, and his insight and research from the past has certainly added to fill out the broader picture of this story, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Before I bring you to Yakin, I hope you'll take a minute out of your time to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, and also to like and leave me a review. It helps get it in front of more people who might have similar interests. And as you know, the real theme of all these episodes is to bring people inspiration and some understanding that following their heart and their passion is really the only way to live a life. Well, at least it is for me, and those are the people I endeavor to bring you on this podcast. Also, if you have a minute, check out my YouTube channel called The Happiness Quotient. My interview with Mark Sinnott hit some stride recently, and it's got over 23,000 downloads, which is pretty amazing given the fact that it was just a quick interview we did on Zoom and I cranked it out and put it on YouTube and on this podcast. This interview with Jochen already has over 3,000 downloads on YouTube, which if I could do that on this podcast, I would be doing something. I have never had even half that many downloads on any of my episodes, even my most downloaded episode happening to be with Michael Palmasano of Guitar Gate uh, hasn't had that many. So I'm greatly thankful and eternally grateful to YouTube for giving us a platform for more people to find out about inspiring stories and about the mystery of Mallory and Irvin, Bruce Means, stories from Ukraine, amazing stories. Here's my interview with Jochen Hemleb from his home in Northern Italy. So Jochen, did you read or, or hear the interview with Mark about this supposed new information about Irvin and the camera?
1: Yes, yes I did. And um, I also read Mark's new postscript to the third poll. Um, and I have to say, um, it, nothing of this came as a surprise to me because Mark had kept me in the loop. Um, As his research progressed. And so, yeah, what what can I say? Um, It was something that I saw coming for some time because the rumors had been out there for a while. Um, It started more or less immediately after my 2010 search expedition when we returned empty handed. Uh, And there was this just more or less flippant remark by our camera person who said, well, the Chinese probably took Irvin down. And over the years I, I picked up more and more of those rumors from different sources. So I slowly came to the feeling and to the conclusion, there's probably something to it Although I have to say, even after Marx's revelation, none of this is absolutely certain. It's still full of ambiguities and contradictions. Um, what I was really surprised in, in Mark's postscript was that he explicitly stated, based on that Panduo interview and everything, that it was Sandy Irvin's body that was found by the Chinese in 75. And that is something I don't quite believe um, because after all we had seen in 99 and uh, later in 2001, um, it seems fairly certain to me that Wang Hongbao who found the old English dead in 1975. In all likelihood, he found Mallory and Conrad rediscovered him in 99. So the question is, is this just a confusion? Did the Chinese find, in fact, Mallory and not Irvin, as Marx postscript says? Or did they in fact find both of them and Irvin is still up there buried by rocks as the interview and the postscript state? Um, Personally, I don't think so. I think for me, it's far more likely that the Chinese did in fact find Mallory in 75 and probably according to Mark's postscript recovered Mallory's camera. But this still leaves the question open: what happened to Irwin? and who was the body seen by Chu Jing in 1960? And there are indications also coming from Marx's research that that body was also removed, probably in the early 2000s. But that's a different story from what is told in, in Marx's postscript
0: yeah they he the body was they they had said it was at eighty two hundred meters, and so that would put it in a different place than Mallory right so not
1: no no not really eight thousand two hundred is is really close um i mean that's just fifty meters above huh Nepal, yeah and the body Chu Jing saw in in nineteen sixty was definitely higher. I mean he said Chu Jing said twice it was up on the ridge, so so that's different and in relation
0: yeah 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 go but in re- so um Xu Jing said it was the body was on the ridge in, where in relation to the first or second step
1: below the first step
0: yeah okay, so is it in? T- this is really just a totally little quick side shoot. So, is it possible that when Norton saw the two surmounting the ridge, it was actually before the first step? The body. I mean, yes. No, the human the beings rising up as they were walking.
1: Yeah, I mean Odell was was certain that he saw them climbing a step in the ridge. So it was either first, second, or third, um, and definitely above. The body location
0: well there was they didn't say anything about a third step back then it wasn't necessarily called the third step in 1924 was it
1: no but odell was definitely aware that there was a third step that there was a step higher than the second because there's this one account by him in the in the alpine journal where he was elaborating more about where he saw them And he said that was the last step, but one, but it was at 28,300 feet and 28,300 was the established altitude of the second step in 1924. So that account makes it very plain that Odell in 1924 a believed He saw them at the second step and B, there was another step above the second step before the final pyramid.
0: Incredible. Incredible. So
1: that that account was written before the official expedition account when he raised the first doubts that he might have seen them at the first step. So Mm -hmm. that precedes that account.
0: So b- jumping around a little bit now back to nineteen sixty or particularly seventy-five, so they come across a body essentially on the root, and now it's easy for us to put modern day standards on what the root is, but um you're you're surmising that it was Mallory that they found and not Irvin, correct?
1: oh they they found both they found, they found Irwin. both they found irvin in nineteen sixty up on the ridge gotcha and and they found mallory around the eight thousand two hundred level or eight thousand one hundred in nineteen
0: seventy five so the 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 body on the ridge in nineteen sixty then they it, what did they do with him there? What happened?
1: From the testimony by Chu Jing, he just passed the body, had a look at it, made a mental note, but that was it. Because Chu Jing was alone. Um, he was descending from the high camp. He was very exhausted. Um, so he didn't do any investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2001, when we interviewed Chu Jing for the first time, we had the impression and he said so that this was the first time he talked about it. But then Tom Holzell uncovered this report by the St. Petersburg uh, Alpine Club that Wang Fu Chao, one of the summit climbers in 1960, mentioned in 65 in St. Petersburg during his lectures that they had found a body at 8,600 meters. So apparently it was knowledge among a few Chinese climbers that they had had found a body high up on the ridge uh, back in 1960. Wow, it's always there are always complications with those Chinese testimonies. Sometimes you suspect um, that there's a mix up with the discovery of Morris Wilson because sometimes the descriptions are fairly similar and so on. But Chu Jing, he was adamant both in 2001 and more so in. 2008, when I interviewed him for the second time, that they definitely found two bodies on the mountain in 1960, low down near ABC Morris Wilson, and the other one high on the ridge. Um, And speaking of the route, I had one statement from Jing in 2008, during my interview, when he said, the body was on the ridge, but not on the route. He said he was up to the left. He was to the left and above the, the route. The reason why only he passed the body and, and saw it.
0: Surmising that the, the Irvin presumably didn't start heading down and went past the, the path, if you will, and, and missed it.
1: Yeah. And yep. then sat down
0: and and passed away of exposure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot there. And and I don't want to try to unpack this whole thing. And, and as a person who rightfully admits and claims to completely lose track of all the details and and being so thankful for people like you to remember the details, because it's like, In one ear and out the other. But I get it. I get all of this going on in terms of uh, a lot of people listen to these stories. They're like, yeah, well, that's just a story of this guy, a story of that guy. And then I hear from some people, this is absurd to even think that the Chinese would remove a body from the mountain. Why would anybody ever want to do that? And and it's I come from a different perspective. I I think it's entirely possible. But can you answer that? And why would they do that? And what interest would it serve them to at least get rid of anybody, let alone Mallory and Irvin?
1: Well, in, as far as Mallory and Irvin is concerned, the standard answer is uh, they want to. They don't want to have any sort of evidence. Uh, that they were not the first to climb Everest from the north. And I had a talk with, with a colleague of mine with whom I was on the 2010 search expedition. And he said, it's really interesting because if there was any evidence on the body that Mallory and Irvin did not make it to the summit, then they could have used that discovery to prove their point about their 1960 ascent. So he, he asked the provocative question, was there perhaps anything on the body that suggested otherwise? And that's why they felt it necessary to remove that evidence. It's all speculation. And um, I'm not the one who feels totally qualified to go into the Chinese mines. Uh, with that regard, it's definitely that they have a different way of thinking about such, such things. Um, but all we can say at this point is apparently they found someone, Irwin and and also Mallory on the mountain and at least Irwin is no longer there because the, the location that Chu Jing indicated with some measure of error that was searched repeatedly now and nothing was there and so we can only speculate what happened and as my colleague said well if he was there in 1960 um, he was frozen in place and there's no way that he was moved by wind or something like that Mm -hmm. and that's something that needs to be considered and but whether they actually did it the chinese or not it's not something i would point my finger to but you definitely have to ask what did they see in 1960 and 75 and what is now there or is no longer there
0: real quickly let
1: let me let me elaborate a, a bit more on the on the Mallory discovery in 75 um there's a much clearer picture there because we have the account by Wang Hongbao to, to Hasegawa Japanese that he came across an English dead at 8,100 meters approximately in 1975. We had the confirmation made to Tom Holzel by Wang's tent partner, Zhang Junjian that Wang had told him when he came back from that solitary excursion onto the north face that he told him later on the descent, yeah, I found the body of a foreign mountaineer out there. Um, San Junjan, I interviewed him also in 2001 and he confirmed that he had made that statement to, to Tom Holzel in 1986. Interestingly enough, it, he denied it in 2008 when I interviewed him again, Chinese. And um, so that's that are two points of confirmation. And then three weeks later, because we know that Wang made this discovery during the first Chinese summit attempt because his, his reason for going out of the tent was one of their climbers had been missing, has gone missing on the way to the high camp near the first step. And so they were searching for him. And so he went out onto the north face and looked around. Three weeks later, almost three weeks later, they mounted their summit attempt. And it was either during that summit attempt on the way up or on the way down from that summit attempt one of the Chinese climbers, he looked down as he was descending and he saw that red spot down there on the north face. So he climbed down and he found the body of that missing climber. And that is Wu Tsong Ye who was found by by TAP in 99. And so we know where that body is. And from that, we know that the Chinese went at least into the upper part of the Mallory Basin. So, it's probably not a big leap of faith to think it possible that the Chinese also visited Mallory, that Wang Hongbao told the other climbers on the way down, I found this foreign mountaineer. So, three weeks later, when they were up on the mountain again, they went down and t- took a look. But that's speculation. There's no direct confirmation for that. That is just an assumption I'm making. But we know Wang Hongbao's statement of finding an old English dead. We know Zhang Junjian's statement that yeah, Wang Hongbao told me so. And we know Lotze's statement, one of the 1975 summit climber, that he had been down into the upper Mallory Basin and found the body of Wu Song Ye, whom we know is just 50 meters above Mallory's body. So that's what we know.
0: Wow. You know, it's interesting. So when I went there with Andy on the 16th of May, we must have just missed that body because I think I circumvented around the top and went west and then came down and back over. So I think I did a big zigzag around and completely missed that because we we're v- obviously very close to it. But uh, yeah. is it is it possible that when Wang had mentioned the hole in his cheek, that that was the hole in Mallory's head that I observed? Um, I find it unlikely because
1: um, it's not entirely clear what Wang meant by pointing to to his cheek. Um, that was just the, the mentioning of a hole in the cheek was just, just an interpretation. Um, it wasn't a, a spoken statement. It was just this hand hand gesture that Wang mm-hmm. Hasegawa described. So, and that was the interpretation, but it was no clear, clear account. And then of course, as far as the hole in the head is concerned, that would have meant that Wang had a look underneath the body. And he certainly certainly didn't turn the body over because you have that constant damage pattern on Mallory's back. You have all the clothing layers thrown away by the wind, but you have no such damage to the front. So he must have been left in that position all the time from 1924 to 99. And I don't think that Wang in some way lifted the body up and looked underneath like you and Andy did. Um, yeah, so that's that's all we can say.
0: So the, the report that Mark talks about in the first book, if you will, not, not the postscript, he talks about how... D- doesn't he mention how the chinese like a taken an ice axe to the body or something like that
1: yeah that that statement is of course something um it might be political propaganda and it might also refer to morris wilson even though mark makes a distinction here that they also speak of finding a body close to the summit um, I wouldn't bet too much on that, on that statement. Mm. I still think that the most likely explanation for what you observed um, is that either Mallory was hit by a rock um, or even the, the Tom Hosell scenario that he was hit in the head by his own ice axe. But that, of course, would, would mean that he had clung to his ice axe all the way through his, his long slide um, was the ice axe near the body and was it removed by Wang um, there's I think no definitive statement that would confirm that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it is a plausible scenario it is a possible scenario but it's not a proven scenario mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for visiting on the Happiness Quotient. I am honored that you would take time out of your day to visit. As always, I'd like to thank the Wood Brothers and their management for the use of their song, Happiness Jones, for our theme song here on the Happiness Quotient and their publicist, Kevin Calabro. Kevin, I will see you and you will be a guest on this podcast very soon. Mark my word. For more information about me, I hope you will take some time to visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash thehappinessquotient where there is some exclusive content there. Also, you can email me at tom.dharma.pollard at gmail. Thanks, everybody, for visiting The Happiness Quotient. I look forward to seeing you again real soon. All of my answers came, driving myself insane. I had a dragon to tame to get happy.